Thanks for downloading this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get the new messages every week. We appreciate your support. Enjoy the message. Turn to somebody and say, it's your time. Amen. It's your time to surrender. It's your time to expect some great things to happen in your life. It's your time to just let go the bitterness, the anger, the jealousy, the envy. It's your time I do receive it and I release your harvest. It's time for you to relax and let God be God in your life. This is the third in this series of It's Your Time. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, There is time for everything. Somebody said, There is time. There is time for everything. There is a season for every activity. So, so this season that you are uh, going through some things in your life is not going to be uh, permanent because something is going to be changing for the better. Can somebody say amen to it? If you are going through struggles now, God is turning that around. If everything is going right now, God's going to make it even better. This is just a season in your life. Don't be intimidated by what is going on. Don't get locked and be ready to move when God is ready to move. Can somebody say amen to that? There is time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Let me say that the vision is for an appointed time. Some of the division is for an appointed time. The, the prophet Habakkuk was writing to the children of Israel who said, well, we have believed the Lord. We've had this vision. We have prayed. We have labored. Where is God? When is God going to come through for us? And God sent his prophet to say to the people, the vision is yet for an appointed time. Some of the, the vision is yet for an appointed time. For at the end, it will speak. And that, that means that, uh, that, that, means that the, the, this is not the end. You are just going through the process. At the end, you will see the manifestation of what you have been believing the Lord for. And it will not lie. In other words, it says that the, when, God, when God gave you that promise, he knew that he was going to fulfill it. And the vision is going to come to pass. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should turn back on his promise. What he has promised to you, he's going to bring to pass. Though it tarries, because sometimes it tarries. The word tarry means though it, it uh, takes long. How many of you remember those, uh, uh, the time that the old church mothers used to tarry? Some of you don't remember. <laughs> they were in that church praying until they knew that God came down. That's what tearing meant to those mothers. We need to have mothers, more mothers like that in churches. So, so when, when you read, though it tarries, these mothers knew exactly what you were talking about. Though it tarries, waits for it. See, that's our problem. We don't want to wait. Because we are in the microwave uh, generation. You just take it and you put the five minutes and then after five minutes, bim, 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 bim. No, with God, it's not like that. You know? 
Uh, some of you would like to be like that with God. You just put it in there and you put five seconds. But it takes more than five seconds to prepare you for what you are praying for now. And the angel said, Amen. Amen. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. I could just close my Bible and say, let's go home. This is what I said, though it tarries, though it takes long, wait for it. Though it takes long, wait for that house. Wait for that car. Wait for that man. Wait for that lady. You don't just want to eat something that is not properly cooked because it might cause you some stomach problem. You want that lady to be properly prepared, that man to be properly prepared. Amen? You want your heart to be properly prepared because you don't want to be blessed and then I don't see you in church anymore. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. In other words, there's going to be a time that you're not going to be waiting. You are going to be celebrating. Let me say this, that what you've been believing the Lord for, the promise that you've been standing on the word for, the dream that you've been praying about is on the way. The healing is coming. The promotion is coming. The right person is coming. And so is the business. You may not see any sign of it right now. Everything may look the same. But God is working behind the scenes. God is at work behind the scenes, moving the wrong people out of the way. You don't want to have it when the wrong people are there. God is working behind the scenes, moving the wrong people away. Pushing by the forces of evil and the powers of darkness. You don't want to have a blessing that turns into a curse because the enemy is around to mess it up. God wants to get the enemies, physical and spiritual, out of the way. And sometimes we are our enemy. God wants to get you out of the way before he brings it. Because if he brings it when you are on the way, you will ruin it. He's pushing by the forces of evil and the powers of darkness. God is rearranging things in your favor. Somebody say, God, God is rearranging things in my favor. Things that were not in your favor, God is rearranging them so that he will give you favor. He is lining up the bricks that you need. Don't you know that God did not bring you this far to leave you? He's going to finish the work that he started in you, honey. By the way, for those of you listening, I was talking to my wife. <laughs> Praise the Lord. For those of you watching, those in the house know that I call my, my wife honey. So don't get 
just to turn off when you hear the word honey because I was looking at my wife. I was directing it to her. Amen. Somebody here shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Say glory. glory. The odds may be against you. Listen to this. But God is for you. I don't know that you heard me. When you look at your situation, the odds may be against you, but God is for you. He is saying, it's time to believe. It's time to hold on to the promise that I gave you. It's time to expect a miraculous, supernatural breakthrough. You don't just want to have a breakthrough. You want to have a breakthrough that will do something extraordinary, supernatural, something beyond your wildest expectations and dreams. But so often we give up on the dreams that God placed in our hearts because it took long, or maybe because we tried and things did not work out the way that we expected. Sometimes we give up and quit because we went through disappointments. But every disappointment that you've gone through is setting you up for an appointment. Many times it was because we made bad decisions. If you made bad decisions in your life, don't let that destroy you. Learn from it and become a better person. At other times it's because someone did not treat us right. I've got good news for you. People will not always treat you right. Some people will never treat you right. That's why you need to look unto Jesus and surrender your hurts to him and surrender your desires and your wants to him. Because what people do not always realize, what people sometimes fail to realize is that on your way to true greatness, on your way to fulfilling your destiny, you will encounter unfair situations. May I say that again? We get disappointed because we look to people and look to jobs and look to situations, look to this and look to that instead of looking on to Jesus, who is the pioneer and the finisher of our faith. But I want to warn you as you travel this route to your destiny, as you seek to pursue your greatness, that you will encounter unfair situations. We all do. And if you say that you have not encountered it, I want you to come out so I can lay my hands on you and cast out that lying spirit. Because we all have run into a roadblock. We all have faced situations that are different from what we expected. Some will do you wrong, but don't get bitter and negative. Because what has happened with a lot of people, Brenda, is that they, they become bitter. They become negative. And, uh, and Sister Penny, they, they, they lose their joy, as we are going to find out. They lose their passion and their drive to keep pushing forward. So instead of becoming bitter and negative, pray for the well-being of those people who have hurt you. Is that what Jesus said? He said to pray for those people who hurt you. You know why? Because when you pray for them and you release blessing to them, the blessing comes back to you. Amen? 
Your attitude should be, they just did me a favor. They just set me up for my promotion and for my double blessing. Where did you get that from? Pastor, I got it from the word. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7 says, Because you got double dose of trouble and more than your share of contempt, your inheritance in the land will be doubled and your joy will go on forever. He said, for, for the double trouble that you have, you had, you're going to have joy for the rest of your life. Don't you know that God wants to give you double for your trouble? He is the God of restoration. He's the God of transformation. He's the God of compensation. He's not going to just repay you for every wrong that somebody did you. He's going to go above and beyond your wildest dreams and expectations. So when God restores (coughs) Tanisha, it's not just going to be bringing it back to original. What he is going to do is make it bigger and better. Some of the bigger and better. You know, we, we, we talk about restoration. We try to put it in human perspective. No, no. God's restoration is bigger and better. Amen? Because he is able to do exceedingly more abundantly than we could ever ask or imagine. To him be glory. He's even going to make things better than they were before. It may seem impossible in the natural, but he will do it. So why don't you just go ahead and raise your hopes? Go ahead and raise your hopes. How many of you have ever said somebody say, well, don't raise your hopes because you might be disappointed. No, that's not Bible. Go ahead and raise your hopes. Raise your expectations. Amen. Because your best days are not behind you, Dennis. Your best days, Ronnie, are in front of you. This is exactly the moment for you to put your faith in action. This is the time for you to expect God's explosive blessings. You know what explosive blessings are? They are the blessings that you are just driving on the way, not knowing that God had set up an explosion on the the highway. (coughs) Excuse me. And unexpectedly, you drive into that explosive and it explodes and, and, and catapults you to eternity. Things that you've never experienced before. I believe with all of my heart that you guys are driving on God's highway. And God has set up explosions. I'm talking about explosive blessings. That's going to shoot you to the highest desires of your heart. 
It's time for you to express God's explosive blessings. It's time for you to declare your faith. Don't, don't be ashamed to declare your faith. Somebody's going to say, what if it doesn't happen? I'm going to say, what if it does happen? <coughs> Excuse me. Don't be ashamed to declare your faith and say, God is going to fulfill the promises that he's given to me. Amen. I know my Redeemer lives. And I'm going to see him in my body. Not when I get to heaven. I'm going to see him manifest himself in ways that I've never ever known before. Don't be afraid to declare your faith. Look to God's favor anytime. Somebody say anytime. Don't try to box God into using somebody or some place or, or this or that. Just know that God is God. How many of you know that God can show up anytime? I want him to show up anytime in my life. Amen? Let me say this, my friend. This is the time for you to give control of your life to God. Is that what we uh, uh, did when we said, I surrender? You might have read my notes. This is a time for you to give control of your life to God so that you can find fulfillment in his plans for you. It is time for you to believe. Let me tell you this. It may have been unfair, but you must refuse to be bitter. Because the enemy set you up. So that somebody can turn you off and cause you to take your eyes away from God. You used to fix your eyes on God. You used to look to God as your savior, as your provider, as your guide, as a very present help in time of trouble. Then all of a sudden the enemy caused you to uh, switch your focus. You were focusing on people and they disappointed you. But let me tell you this. You can't be bitter towards people. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 says, Let, let all bitterness and wrath and clamor and evil speaking. That means that uh, don't be bitter. Don't be angry. Don't try to fight back. Don't go around talking about people. What they did to you. What they did not do for you. <clears throat> it's easy for you to try to get attention by talking, look at what he did for, to me. Now, now, there are times that you may have to call people that you know are going to be praying instead of gossiping. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with malice. Because God, all, God always has a final say in your life. He is the God of justice. If you will let God work this thing out, it's going to be in your favor. God has seen every wrong that you have suffered. If you stay in faith and believe in God and focus on the cross, he will vindicate you. God will keep your hopes up. And he will right the wrongs that were done to you. That's why your attitude must always be. Things may have 
happened to me that were unfair. I may have suffered injustice, but I refuse to be bitter. I know my time is coming. I know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. And I just heard from the Lord that your morning starts this morning. Some time ago, somebody said to me, when are you going to stop preaching on Ruth? I said, when I have enough, when I get to heaven. Because every time that I, I read the book of Ruth, God gives me another revelation, knowledge. See, in the Bible, there's a lady called Naomi, whose name means my joy. Naomi went through a series of losses and was distraught. There was famine in Israel, and he moved to another country. And the Bible tells us as soon as he arrived there, the husband died. And then the two sons died. What would you have done if that happened? He went through very challenging time. Her husband and the two sons died almost at the same time. All these negative experiences hit her hard. How many of you know that that can hit you hard? And Naomi made the mistake that many people do. She became bitter. She felt lost. She felt that all of her dreams had disappeared. You remember when he came, when you read that, uh, that portion of the scripture, when she came back from Moab, people began to call her Naomi. And she said, no, don't call me Naomi because Naomi means my joy. Call me Mary. Mary means sorrow. I'm overstepping myself, but don't allow your situation to change your perspective. Don't let what you are going through to change the way that you look at yourself. All of this negative experience hits her, and all of a sudden, she forgot her name. She became bitter. She felt lost. She felt that her dreams have disappeared. But just because things have changed doesn't spell the end of your life. Sure, it's difficult when we go through a loss. And there is a proper place for us to grieve when we experience a loss of whatever kind it may be, maybe a loss of a loved one like just happened to us two weeks ago. Maybe a loss of health or business or whatever. Yes, it can hurt when we experience any loss. But we can't let a season of grief turn into a lifetime of mourning. May I say that again? There's a place for loss, I mean, for for, uh, grief. There's a place for grief. There's a time for you to cry because that's what God gave us, the tears. Sometimes tears can be cleansing. And let me say this to the men who are watching and those in the house. It's not weakness to cry. Sometimes it's weakness not to cry. If you have to cry, cry. But do not cry as one who does not have hope. 
Yes, it can hurt when we experience any loss. But we can't let a season of grief turn into a lifetime of mourning. You must tap into the word of God. Tap into the word of God and draw comfort and strength while you are going through an attack on your body, an attack on your business, attack on your mind, a loss in the family. How many of you know that if God allows it, it is because it has a purpose? Even if it is so that you can use that experience to minister to other people. The Word of God tells us in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4, it says, Blessed be, empowered to prosper be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. In other words, God does not just want you to read somebody's book, to use it to counsel. There's nothing wrong with reading a book and, and getting the principle. But sometimes God wants you to have the experience so that you will be compassionate. So when you see somebody going through, you don't think that they go through because they miss God. And you are not going through because you are living right. How many of you know that a lot of people go through who are living right? And a lot of people don't go through who are cursing at God. So when he said, bless God, he said, empower God. Let God be God. Just be in a position that you are going to receive comfort. Because he's preparing you to be able to comfort those who are going through troubles with the same comfort that you have received. Naomi made one mistake that many of us over the years have made. She lets her situation steal her joy and hope. Never you let the situation in your marriage, the situation in your job, the situation in your body, the situation in your family, the situation with your business. Don't let that steal your joy and hope. So she let the situation change her attitude and perspective. Naomi became so bitter that she changed her name to Mara. Mara means sorrow. Don't let bad breaks change your meaning and purpose. Never allow bad breaks to change your meaning and purpose. That's why the psalmist said, I would have fainted if I did not believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The psalmist was saying, I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to drop dead because I still believe in God, even in the midst of what I'm going through. I know that I'm going to see God's goodness. The word goodness is also the word favor. I'm going to see God's favor in the land of the living, not when I die. You may have been through bad situations in life. Maybe one of your dreams has disappeared or even seemed to die. The truth is that God still has great plans for you. Are you listening to me, people? Just because the dream seems to have disappeared 
or to have died, it doesn't mean that God is dead. He's got a plan for you, a plan of good and not of evil, to give you a future and an expected end. See, it would be easy for me to throw in the towel. Because when we talked with Godwin, when Godwin and I and, and First Lady talked, we were planning, we were making plans, and we were planning about the word of First Ministry in Nigeria. We were, we were we, you know, we, we had dreams and we had visions. And on Wednesday, I was talking to Godwin, prayed with him. On Thursday, he was going to be with the Lord. See, in the natural, you say, oh, that's the end. But let me tell you that that's the beginning. I don't know what God has got in mind. I do not know what lies ahead, the way I cannot see. One thing I know who is my guide, the way he'll show to me. I know who holds the future, and I know he holds my hands. With him, things don't just happen. Everything by him is planned. And I see tomorrow with his problems great and small. I'm going to trust the God of miracles and give to him my all. You may have been through bad situations. Maybe one of your dreams has disappeared or seemed to die. The truth is that God still has a great plan for your life. Don't give up because your time is coming. If one door has closed, know that God has another door that he wants to open for you. I want to encourage you people watching me. I want to encourage you people in the house to dig in your heels and refuse to be bitter and refuse to surrender, refuse to ask God questions that he will not answer. Because we wonder, why, why, why this? God, did you not hear us when we were, we, were, we were dreaming, when we were talking about the word of first ministry? Don't you want the word of first ministry to grow? You don't want the word of first ministry to expand? God has his own plan for this ministry. This is his ministry. And all that I have to do is to just say, thank God for the years that he gave Godwin to us. And for the influence that he had. And for the lives that he touched, you may have gone through a lot, but don't throw in the tower. You have come too far to stop now. That's why you have to refuse to get bitter, refuse to question God's integrity, God's love. Don't get bitter. Refuse to live your life in, neg- in negativity. Let me tell you this, my friend. God still has great things planned for your future. Touch yourself and say, God still has great things planned for my future. He's got some great things in store for you in the near future. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I'm talking about in the near future. No matter what comes your way, fix your eyes and trust in him. Trust and obey For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You have to believe that you'll see God's goodness again. Somebody say, I will see God's goodness again. Regardless of what is going on now, regardless of the nature 
of attack on my life, my family, my ministry, Kerema Kayanda, I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that God is coming back and I'm going to see his goodness again. You have to believe that your time is coming. You have to believe that God will turn things around for you. Yes, one door has closed, but believe me, God will open another door. You've lost the job, but believe that a better job is coming. The relationship has gone so, but God is a healer. The business may have gone, but there is a better opportunity. With God, there is never a dead end. Did you people hear me? With God, there is never a dead end. Because he makes a way where there seems to be none. The good news is that the enemy does not have the last say. Did you people hear me? The enemy does not have the last say. God does. See, in the case of Naomi, when you read the story, in time God turned things around for her. Ruth, the daughter-in-law, got married to a kinsman redeemer. How many of you know that uh, Boaz represents Jesus? How many of you know that you're already married to a kinsman redeemer? Ruth gave birth to Obed, who became the great-grandfather of Jesus. Did I say that when God allows it, it is because he has a purpose? Look at what the enemy did to try to stop this family. He did not even know that God allowed it to set this young lady up so that she would become the great-grandmother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And guess what? Naomi had been dreaming about becoming a grandmother, and God set her up to become one. God is setting you up to become everything that you have been dreaming about. And Naomi's dream of becoming a grandmother was fulfilled. Look at Ruth, chapter 4, verse 16. It says, Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. God is going to put your dream on your bosom so that you can nurse that dream. I don't know what that dream is. Maybe the dream to get married or to have children, to have a business, to be healed, to be delivered, a dream to, be, to, to become a mentor to someone. God is about to put that dream in your bosom, and you will begin to nurse it. Let me tell you this, my friend. When you feel like dying, don't talk dying. Don't talk death. Instead, talk life and living. When you feel like giving up, Praise on a little further. When you don't see a way, know that God has a way. And even better, know that Jesus is the way. Know this also, my friend, that the enemy is a liar. How many of you have ever had that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to meet the man. You're not going to have a house. You're not going to have, you know, you're not going to live to be 20. No, 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 no. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah from the enemy. Tell the enemy to shut it up. Tell the enemy, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live to see the goodness of the Lord. By 
the way, I know that most Christians want to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Don't you know that Jesus did in 30 years of his life, actually in three years of his life, what many people will not do, even if they live up to 100 years. You're not going to be remembered for how long you live on this earth. You're going to be remembered for the lives that you touched while you were here. For the things that you did for God. So when you don't see a way, know that God has a way. Know that Jesus is the way. Know that the enemy is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. The enemy wants you to believe that it's over. But let me tell you that this is a new beginning. Is anybody here with me this morning? Will anybody here believe me that uh, this morning is a morning of new beginning in their lives? You must realize, my friend, that the enemy fights the hardest when he knows that God has something great for you. So when the bottom seems to fall out, be ready for a miraculous breakthrough. When it seems like you have hit all-time low, know that it's time to expect a miracle. God has something around the corner for you. You are closer to your breakthrough than you have ever been, that you could ever imagine. Let me tell you this, my friend. This is not the time for you to get angry because there's a tendency to get angry because something happens that you did not expect. Don't be angry, don't be bitter, don't be discouraged because it's time to get ready for better things that God has planned for you. This is a time for you to put your shoulders up and shout, victory in Jesus. Neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You must be able to declare at this moment, I am not giving up. Somebody say, I'm not giving up. My time is coming. I'm not there just yet, but I've come too far to give up. This is my time to believe. And it's my time to believe for the supernatural. Was anybody blessed this morning? Come on, let's go ahead and give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you. You've shown up, you've shown up. You blessed us supernaturally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. You've touched us and you've instructed us. You said that you are working behind the scenes. Thank you for listening to Changing Mindset Podcast by Pastor George Uta. Help us to share this message. We hope you will subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired during the week. We are praying for you. We know God best for you is still ahead. Call 706 485 0166 for more information and be blessed.